Today's episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by the great people supporting us on Patreon. If you would also like to help support our podcast, please visit the Patreon link in our description. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk everything Star Wars. My name is Matt. And I'm Nicole. And today we got a lot on our plate because a lot of things happen in the world of Star Wars. The first one is obviously going to be the announcement for the cancellation of the 2020 Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, California. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wasn't going anyways, but it's still really sad. And because they canceled... Not only for this year, but also for next year right away. So we have to wait until August of 2022 for more Star Wars celebration. I think I should book my hotel. Yeah. (laughs) Weren't they? They're accepting bookings up to 18 months in advance. Yeah. So So we have a little while. Yeah. I think probably around like October I'll start booking. Uh, I remember originally when we were going to go to... uh, Anaheim, California for this year, we were going to stay at a, what was, what was the name of the hotel we were going to stay at? It was like the, one of the Star Wars themed ones that was, it was in Anaheim. Why can't I remember the name of it? The one at the Disneyland Resort? Yeah. The Star Wars themed one that's like $600 a night. That one. Well, now you can save some money and And get your own room. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's (laughs) probably right. I mean, I mean, I don't, it's a big room, so... It was the Clarion Hotel Anaheim Resort. I think that's what it was. That's not the Disneyland it's not one. The Disneyland. No. I'm looking at the, a message from David. So oh. Just, <laughs> that was the first hotel that popped up. And I figured me and David don't talk about hotels too often. So that might be the hotel. <laughs> um, but there's obviously not it. And you guys all had tickets, correct? Yeah, we had tickets and we were about to get media passes for the podcast stage. Um, and I were like working on those and it wasn't like confirmed that we were getting them yet, but we were like really certain that we would. Yeah. So now we have two years to work up and we're going to get them. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's no way they won't give it to us if we keep doing this for two years. Right. And yeah. So if you had tickets, you're able to transfer them to 2020 or refund, or you can receive a merch credit, which is cool because they also said that all the incredible exclusive merchandise that they had planned will be available <laughs> online in the not so distant future. They didn't give a date. But they're hinting that merch will be available soon. I really don't know if I want a shirt that says <laughs> I'm 2020 because it didn't happen. I can't. It's like, yeah. Why well, should me walk down the street and someone says, You went to that? I thought that got canceled. Like, like, no. no it didn't. We still I, had it. I, I, we still had it. it was just <laughs> we should, we just didn't want to invite you. Yeah. We yeah. We didn't even get a vendor. We had to like have it in the street in front of <laughs> Disneyland because they wouldn't let us in. So I'm wondering if tickets then in 2020 or whenever they go on sale will be harder to get because everyone's going to transfer their tickets for the most part, I would assume. Yeah, I feel like I should get or anyone else who bought tickets should get like a reserve spot and they shouldn't sell anymore. I feel like they should only sell ones that hadn't already been reserved by people. Right. Yeah. And I assume that's what they would do. I wonder if they're going to try to make it bigger if possible. To sell more tickets. That's three years worth of Star Wars celebrations are going to be packed into one. Yeah. I mean, we will see some stuff at D23, which is next year, as long as that doesn't get canceled. Um, Fingers crossed. um, Where is is that this year? 
I don't know. I think it does it rotate back from California to Orlando, I think usually. So I think yeah, it was it supposed to be in domestic. Orlando next year. Okay. That's well, my thought. All I could I be wrong. Is that if you do not have tickets or you did not have tickets for the celebration for this year and you plan on going in 2022, you better have your finger on that refresh button when they do go live. Because yeah. There'll be an even more limited number than there w- would have been originally because so many of them have been reserved to people who already have purchased tickets. So if I have a media pass, do I still need a ticket? I don't think you do, actually. Okay, so we got to. Because that's what we were talking about we gotta get like, a few that. months ago. We were like, if we get the media passes, we can return our tickets uh, or like get them like transferred for some other time. So I guess it would be really um, cool to not have to pay for tickets if you get the media passes. Yeah, that'd be great. But (laughs) we do have two years to figure it out. So yeah, we good. We good. Like what happens if two years from now I have to, I don't know, um, watch my cat or something. (laughs) <laughs> nothing will keep me from going to 2022 star Wars celebration yes and we have plenty of time to work on cosplays until then oh yeah so it's gonna be great it's gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun dressing up as people and getting things in there because i i have a lot of work to do on a couple of my costumes and i know you have a couple in the works don't you yep i have ahsoka clone war season seven and is it the the gray version of her after she leaves the mandalore yeah, yeah, version. The one that, yeah, okay. Yep, the blue one from all the promos and everything. Yep. My Is it blue or gray? I couldn't. It's like a it's blue like but blue. grayish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Grayish tones. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And then you have something else or just the Ahsoka? And Princess Leia. Classic oh, right. white dress, space buns. Like straight out of New Hope. That's right. Well, that looks like it'd be pretty fun. And it also looks pretty comfy. Yeah, it's literally the comfiest costume I have ever worn in my life. It's great. Well, it's, it's kind of just like a robe and you don't even have to wear like a bra. Apparently. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah. It'll be yeah. Comfy up in that. I bet yeah. It's like a big Snuggie. <laughs> yeah. But like a big white blanket. Yes. But, but yeah, it's a really easy thing to get done isn't it like you like made it like out of yourself from scratch yeah well i thought it was gonna be easy but there were a lot of complications along the way such as um okay so i used resources from the rebel legion website which is great even if you don't plan to join them great for costume resources so the the way they make it they don't have any shoulder seams so i had to like cut it with the fabric folded in half so i had to like fold four yards of fabric which is a lot of fabric and sewing was fine but like hemming and stuff i had to do a lot of hand stitching and like you know the sleeves are really wide and everything and then like i did the collar and i forgot to add the hood and i had to figure out how to make the hood it's a really big hood so it was pretty easy but there were some complications and then i made my belt i found really cool metal belt pieces on etsy so it looks legit what's the belt made out of yeah, I did white leather. It was a lot thinner than I thought it was going to be. So I did like interfacing to make it more stable on the back. Okay. And then I did some snaps in the back like she has. I used my nice Star Wars costume book as a reference too. It's always good when you get to use a book for more than just Yeah. for <laughs> research. Well, speaking of books, um, Star Wars from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back 
was just announced. They had done Star Wars from a certain point of view for A New Hope. Um, but now to celebrate the 40th anniversary, they're doing an Empire Strikes Back version. So this book will feature 40 stories by 40 different authors, reimagining the classic sequel through the eyes of background characters, heroes, villains, droids, and creatures. So we have six authors confirmed so far of the 40, so we're still going to get a lot more information along the way. We have Austin Walker. He's exploring the unlikely partnership of bounty hunters Dengar and IG-88 as they pursue Han Solo. Hank Green chronicles the life of a naturalist caring for Tauntauns on the frozen world of Hoth. (laughs) Can't wait to hear that one. Tracy Dion delves into the dark heart of the Dagobah cave where Luke confronts a terrifying vision. Okay, we pause real quick. Can we, do you ever seen uh, the thing we talked about in our group chat a few weeks ago about how they uh, imagined using a prop version of Luke's head for that scene? <laughs> and it was like made out of wax. And it just looked, looked terrible. It looked like a burn victim. Yep. Like it just looked really bad. <laughs> And I just laughed so hard when I saw that. So, yeah, Luke had to go under the stage and, like, use his actual face. Yeah, they, like, like, dug a hole for him and then, like, just shoved it inside (laughs) of it. It was very hilarious. Poor Mark Hamill. Um, Next, Martha Wells reveals the world of the Ognaught clans who dwell in the depths of Cloud City. And Mark Oshiro recounts the Wampa's tragic tale of loss and survival. And last but not not least, Seth Dickinson interrogates the cost of serving a ruthless empire aboard the bridge of a doomed Imperial starship. And that's just a couple of them. There's like yeah. 30 more they gotta get. Those look really interesting. And I'm not a huge person that reads. Not because it doesn't interest me. Well, I kind of a little bit. But it's gotta, it's gotta be... I, <laughs> it's I, hard I can't, to stay capti- I can't yeah. keep, keep myself captivated by a lot of books. But uh, most Star Wars books, uh, they're most of them, depending on some of the authors, are not very um, like imagery. But I really like uh, the way that a lot of Star Wars books and the storylines that they go along with and the plot is just really good. I'm, I'm not making a lot of sense all of a sudden. No, I was, just, I was just. But no, that. the way I read, there are certain books that I can't read, and yeah. most Star Wars themed books I have no problem reading. But yeah. if I have to read like the Tale of Pocahontas, I might have a problem. <laughs> Okay, well, don't throw no, Pocahontas his, like, under the bridge. No, She's not cool. Disney Pocahontas. I know, like, I'm kidding. Historical Native American. Um, like, well, they have audiobooks for all their books, too, which is great. Yeah, audiobooks are really helpful. Yeah. Especially on like, long road trips. I like listening to audio. Yeah, I've been listening to the Ahsoka book on audio, which is voiced by Ashley Eckstein, which is really cool because it's like Ahsoka's just telling me the story herself. It's great. Did you use our 30-day free trial or that? I did. Oh, that was my first. Well, no, my first credit was Queen's Shadow. And my second credit, because um, I decided to keep it after the free trial. That one I used on Ahsoka. And the, the Padme book, Queen's Shadow, that one is voiced by someone who sounds exactly like Natalie Portman. So it's really cool that it kind of sounds like the book is being voiced by the character, which That's is great. Cool. And I know they have an audiobook for the first... Uh, Star Wars from a certain point of view. So I'm sure they're going to do that for this one too. And they're usually voiced by like 40 different authors too. So I think I'm story. going to um, read the, uh, the, Thr- the Thrawn trilogy on Audible. Ah. But I'm looking for a really nice long road trip to do it. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like if I can get one book done, like half of there, half of the way back, wherever I go. There you go. I drive a lot. 
whether it be they're for usually Thrawn only or like Thor. eight hours. Mm-hmm. So, you and know. the Thrawn books are they're not too thick; they're pretty much like the rest of uh, Star Wars books, like thickness. So, mm-hmm. six to eight hours should be fine. Yeah. Uh, another book that's coming out, Star Wars Dark Legends, which is a follow-up to the acclaimed Star Wars Myths and Fables, reunites the creative team of writer George Mann and artist Grant Griffin for seven new fables set in a galaxy far, far away. Only this time the tale is focused on all things dark side and spooky, which I think I might be interested in reading. I think you mispronounced spooky. It's pronounced spooky. Spooky. Sorry. Um, and this book is set to release July 28th, so that's coming up really quick. I better know um, how to read. <laughs> you gotta learn fast. <laughs> um, and I have like I have nine days. Oh yeah. You said the twenty eighth of July. Yes. Oh wait, that's a a month. In, never mind. Uh, it's June, not July. <laughs> <laughs> gotta learn how to count too, buddy. See, I told you to read. It's the J's, man. <laughs> um, and StarWars.com released the first three images from the book. Um, they were very like spooky, spooky. Very haunting. There's a really cool one of Darth Vader that I really liked, and you can like see someone in the lenses of his helmet. It's it's really spoopy. Thank you for. If you like spoopy things, read this book. I do like (laughs) spoopy things. I probably will, or I'll probably listen to it. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. Use my Audible account. There we go. (laughs) Very cream payments. (laughs) (laughs) I did the thirty free trial thing, and I actually kind of liked listening to books i mean i always knew that i because when i was in high school if i read like a, a book report i would listen to it and then oh, after i clever. after i would listen to it i would go back and like like mark like pages that like were important and then, mm-hmm. I, would, then I would actually read those but i wouldn't read all of the book because <laughs> there's no point reading all of it but now that yeah. i'm adult i do it for pleasure that's great so, is that all the books that are being released soon? Or? That's all the books. So, why don't you talk to our listeners that don't like to read? Okay. For, them, for those <laughs> listeners that don't like to, to read and like to play video games, you're going to be really excited about our next topic, which is uh, EA's new game that is going to be released uh, in October, which is uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which uh, is an EA game. Uh, which actually, its development actually uh, was birthed out of a, another EA Star Wars themed game that you may know of. Uh, what? Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> you scared me. That was like so abrupt. I'm playing. I mean, you're playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Well, it was EA Star Wars Battlefront 2 that they were they were in the production and making when they uh, got the idea to start working on another Star Wars game. Um Ian Frazier, uh, the creative director at Motive, who uh, also helped with the design and uh, production of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, um, tells Star, uh, StarWars.com that he uh, that there was a lot of uh, Star Wars fans at Motive, the the company made it, um, and that they had a lot of desire to create uh, their own adventures inside the universe that hadn't been seen before inside of the Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga and other games like that. Uh, and he said that this project is, an, is just one example of where uh, the, that desire resulted in something that uh, sprang into life, and which is why um, they just released. The, you heard last week that they released this, the the game when it, like they were designing it, and then not even two days later they gave the first trailer, and then <laughs> a day later they gave a five minute basic or like five and a half minute basic tutorial of how the game works and all the different game modes that are there. Like the fact that you can, you'll be playing. It's like kind of, 
kind of mostly a campaign. It's a single player game um, that can also be played on console, PC, controller, and as well as uh, VR, virtual reality. Um, that'll Do you be say available. Xbox One? Huh? Xbox One. Well, it's, it's on Xbox One. It's on the PlayStation. It's on the regular console games, like I said. Oh. But um, I'm not hip on the video game lingo. No, Sorry. The, so there's console, there's PC, <laughs> which is like the computer, like what you see right in front of you. Um, and then VR is just like something you can get like with your computer or with your console yes. to play with it. It's just a different version of like the visuals of it. Um, so there is, you can play an Imperial pilot and you will be playing a Rebel pilot from the New Republic. This takes place just after the Empire Strikes Back, after the second Death Star has been destroyed. Um, there is two different squadrons that you'll be taking part of and there are two characters, uh, which you'll be able to customize. You can change the gender, the, the, uh, the, species. the species, you can change the, what they dress. It's kind of just like, um... Jedi's Fallen Order when it comes to customization because you can change all of the little nitpicky things. And um, they said a lot of that you can un unlock along the way too, right? Yeah, you can unlock different skins for your for your fighters and stuff like that. Like if you want a pretty pink one, you might be able to get that sometime Ooh. down the road. Just like Cal had that pretty pink poncho that I <laughs> really hate when Chris put that on my character. <laughs> but no, it's really cool. Um, and they're really going diving full in with uh the motives team because they said that they're like really huge star wars fans and they're really excited to continue develop it and it's set for release of october 3rd 2020 um it's really soon you can pre-order it i don't know when pre-order will become available usually pre-order comes with a couple months before the game comes out so is it not available now i don't know if it's available now for pre-order but i, I, I think it, if it isn't soon. now it'll be soon like within the next month or two they're still in the process of dis designing the software of the game and making everything, the gameplay, more uh, like easy flowing. Because as with all new games, there's always like bugs that they gotta fix. And but based off of what I've seen, I'm already super excited for like a lot of the different uh, immersive gameplays that are involved. Um, and a lot of the gameplays that you saw in Battlefronts Two uh, when it came to the space missions. Uh, like with um, what's the name of it? Um, it's the specific mode. And anyways, any of the space missions in particular, um, are gonna uh, resemble a lot of similarities as uh, the squadrons because that's where it actually originated during uh, the development process. Like I said earlier, it came from Battlefront Two, so I'm really excited for that. The graphics, I I am anticipating them to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, what they showed us so far looked really cool. Like yeah. I get, I get motion sickness. Like when I I don't play Call of Duty, but when I've watched people play Call of Duty or games like that, where you're like moving and looking around and everything, I get motion sickness, and that gave me motion sickness just <laughs> from the video on my phone. Okay, I was gonna so it's pretty good. Um, there is there. I don't know if you've ever been to Dave and Buster's. But I haven't. Dave and Buster's they have a Star Wars X-wing like simulation. Really? And it's a hundred. Going tomorrow. It's a hundred. It's a hundred eighty degree like dome. You sit what time do they open? I don't know, but in um you sit in the cockpit and on this side you have like the joystick and then the controls are on the left over here, and it has like wind, so like it feels like a very immersive, a very good sound system. Dave and Buster's it's really cool. I've done it a few times, but if you get motion sickness, I I don't know if I recommend it. I still want to do it though. Like I'm sure it's not. It's really oh, cool. they're temporarily closed. 
because I can't know, even COVID do it. Stuff. Well, but things are opening. Maybe, maybe in oh, like well. a month or so we can hit up Dave and Buster's. Yeah, I mean, I rode the Falcon in Galaxy's Edge, and that was cool. And it's only like five minutes, so I didn't get motion sickness. And when I'm moving with the screen, when I'm moving with the screen, it's not as bad. When I'm just sitting and the screen is moving, that's when it's the worst. That is exactly what it is, because you're sitting still and the screen moves. It's not like 40? It doesn't, like, no, your seat you're, doesn't you're, move? Your seat, I didn't say your seat toggles. Uh, okay. No, and plus you're inside, like, it's like this blank dome with, like, the screen over, and then what you're looking at is actually projected from a projector like right behind you. Oh. And what you see is a projection, but it's still like super cool. But I mean, like I said, if yeah. you're not into like motion like that, it will it will mess with you. Yeah. Well it messed this... with me and I don't care that much. <laughs> I got out and I went, Whoa, what the heck? And my date was like, Can we go to another one now? And I went, No, and then I did three more <laughs> no! times. She actually Staying went. Here and she night. like went and played like a rocky with some random girl, and I was like, three oh. more times." <laughs> it was a bad date, but it was actually a great date for me. I don't know about her. Yeah, as long as you had a good time. Yeah, she didn't call me back though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So if you're listening, Emily, I, I got you. Yeah. Not the one you know. Different one. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on more about the game oh we're going back to the game so they like you uh if you okay yeah if you play star wars battlefront 2 and you're familiar with the gameplay of these space missions you are very uh you already know about the four different classes the 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 support the interceptor the fighter and the bomber which are the four classes that you'll see inside of star wars squadrons and then um, you'll get to play as not, I mean, you can play as all four of them with inside of the two different, uh, the realms of the empire and the new Republic. So are those like, sorry, I'm dumb. Yeah, go ahead. Are those like different functioning ships yeah, so, basically? Yes. So you do different mission, well, the same mission, but you have a different you get mission choose. within the mission. <laughs> not, okay. So each one has like different Explain responsibilities. Explain this to me like I'm five. Okay. So the fighter is the really fast one that goes pew, pew, pew. Goes, which is your regular TIE fighter and X-Wing. The interceptors are faster and they have like, um, they have shields. So like they're, so the regular ones, these have the regular uh, blasters that they have, but they also have like ion cannons in them. And then the interceptors are the fast and maneuverable ones that are like, they're really hard and they're really annoying. So. They're good. Yep. <laughs> bombers, it's very self-explanatory. If you don't know what a bomber does... I'm guessing it has something to do with bombs. They're big, fat, slow, and very powerful. Cool. And they also have pretty okay shield. And then support, uh, most of the time, those are designed to carry um, infantry. And they're meant to carry cargo. So they're fast, so slow, the and very boring. Yeah. yeah, like the, the TIE Reaper and the U-Wing from uh, what we saw in Scarif in Rogue One. Yep. So those are very vulnerable, but often very essential parts of a mission. So often if you are in a mission, you might find yourself protecting a support. Ah. Or you might find yourself protecting a bomber as you're on your way to destroy a flagship. Yes. And if you're using, if you're trying to destroy like the shields on a Star Destroyer, you would use a fighter because they have ion cannons. Because they fight. If you were in a dogfight. Because they fight. No. 
if you were in, I think I'm getting it. If you were in a, a dog fight and you're facing another Tie Fighter, it's really good to use an interceptor because they're very versatile, fast, and they maneuver very quickly. Bombs, ah. bombs are meant for a lot of damage, but they are kind of vulnerable, which is why they have good shielding. Yes. Support, they're just vulnerable all the way around. Um, <laughs> uh, the Reaper, for instance, from the support class has basically sentry cannons. That's it. Um, and then the, that's under the stats that I'm looking at. And then it's okay for speed. Firepower's crap. And then toughness is about the same as the speed, which is moderate. And when it comes to the bombers, they are very slow. So, no, nah, we're not gonna play with those. You get it now? <laughs> yeah. I felt like a little fun tutorial. I want the zoomy boys. You want the zoomy? You like the interceptors? Like one hundred and fifty cc Mario Kart speed. Oh, then you're gonna want probably the A wing. Okay. A wings are really good at that. I like the A wings. I've liked A wings since like the Battlefront two that came out. Like, like. Five, ten years ago? No, ten years ago. Oh, I don't know. Not, not the original Battlefront 2, but the reimagined Battlefront 2 that EA came out with. That's, yeah. I think that's my favorite version of Star Wars online gameplay. I really liked that one. The Battlefront 2 online gameplay is intense as heck, and they, with every update, it just got more intense. Um, but uh, they have ceased updates for Star Wars EA's Battlefront 2. Uh, and they're starting to re-figure uh, their efforts and their focus onto EA's Star Wars Squadrons. Awesome. So I cannot wait for that to come out. And I probably will be doing it in VR. I mean, yeah. if I can find a good VR headset that is compatible with my Xbox One S one terabyte, that would be great. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to put the full model out there in case anyone wanted to comment, be like, get this one. Yeah. Give me recommendations. Hit on us a up. Good, a good... Uh, virtual reality headset because i don't know what to get yeah i feel like as soon as i go on amazon i'm gonna have 30 different oh yeah you'll find i mean 20 30,000. yeah um that's really all i have to talk about at this point when it comes to uh star wars squadrons it does say down here that it uh star wars squadron is available for playstation 4 xbox one pc and is available for pre-order now so it is available for pre-order. yes i was right you are and i'm gonna click on that <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have my husband. My husband is a pilot, for those of you that don't know. So I'll He's have America's to. America's second favorite. <laughs> That's a bachelor reference. Um, I'll have to have I'm him. Just to tell him because everyone knows that I'm one of those, but I'm not. Okay. Watch one season. The worst season. It was pretty bad. I lied the entire time. It was yeah. very entertaining as as a TV show. The entertainment level was like nine point two because of how much BS and drama went on there. <laughs> Why are we talking about The Bachelor on the Star Wars Stuff podcast? That's for our other podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, Girl talk. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, my husband's a pilot. So I was saying I should get this game for him and ask him if he prefers to be a real pilot or a pilot in a galaxy far, far away. If you're going to be doing it and comparing the two, you definitely want to get the virtual reality headset for him too. True. I wonder... <laughs> They have like a simulator where he works. He's exactly. a flight instructor. Mm-hmm. Can he <laughs> hook it like, up to that? How do you hook it up? <laughs> I think the controls might be a little different, but I think it's a good idea in theory. And then every time you get like shot, like Austin will just be standing behind the chair going, <laughs> and then like rocking the chair back and forth. You said you wanted a very immersive experience. Yes. 
And I wonder, do, do you know if the simulation he uses actually has like a mantra in it? Since it does a little bit. Like it'll lift. I've been in there one time and I got motion sickness. Okay. Um, how many times can Nicole say motion sickness in one podcast? Seven. Um, it moves with you like when you go up, but then the screens kind of exaggerate it more. Like the box doesn't move as much as you think it does. The screens kind of trick your mind a little bit into thinking you're moving. More I'm having far. trouble visualizing this. So what is the, is like it all like one big pod or something? And then like it's, yeah, it's like a rectangle. It's not tall. You have to squat to get in there. It's basically okay. just like tall enough for you to sit down in the chairs in there. And then it's like, TV screens or computer screens, and there's a couple in the front and then a couple on the sides. So it's like not super high tech. Yeah. Cockpit. Okay. It's not super high tech. Is it a single person or is it double? It's double. Ooh. I did not fly it. I was a passenger. That's fine. Yeah. It's lower then. My husband, Austin. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if he was like trying to teach somebody and you were like, I'll sit right next to this person while they. Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's really cool. I really hope to hear his opinions about the game. Yeah, we'll have to make him be a guest. Yeah, we'll do that. Like October, the the first week of October, we'll have him on as a guest. Okay, and then, I'll get so him prepared. Great, he's got a few months <laughs> to get ready. Have his notes ready. Then I swear to God, if he comes unprepared, <laughs> like <laughs> I gave you six months no- or five months notice, or how many more months away? Four, Four. June. Gotta learn math. I gotta learn how to read. I gotta learn how to count. I got what else do I have to learn? I gotta learn how to fly. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, is that all we have for squadrons? I think so. Um, Other than you can quit her now. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Well, we today got, not today, today's Monday, Mm -hmm. Friday, we got the last episode, episode eight of. Disney's Mandalorian, Disney Plus's Mandalorian Gallery. This episode was entitled Connections. And I think this was probably my favorite episode. I don't know. Yes. Have you? I have not seen the one you're talking about. Well, you're going to learn. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was really great. I did love, I don't remember which episode it was, but they talked a lot about Baby Yoda and they called him Baby on set. And I just really love that they just called him Baby the whole time. Um, like not Baby Yoda, just Baby? They just called him Baby. Huh. Yeah. I guess we should start calling him that <laughs> if that's like his name. Right. He's not the, the child. Director. He's yeah. Baby. Just Baby. Yes. So this episode went over basically all the connections we saw in the Mandalorian and kind of showed us where they came from that didn't make any sense like within the star wars universe <laughs> yes so it showed the, timeline? the universe okay so we saw different creatures that we had seen in the background but now kind of got the main stage um and they just showed us like where they found their inspiration from where these creatures have been seen before because a lot of the things I didn't even notice until they showed me because so many of the things they used were such background characters. Yeah. Which is awesome. So like, I need this for every movie. I need them to show me step-by-step <laughs> where this has been already. Um, we'll yeah. Sit six inches from the screen and play it at a half speed. No, <laughs> I, don't, do I don't have time for that. I literally did that for, um, 
Star Wars Episode Two. Um, when I was doing uh, research for it, for that script I made a couple months ago, I yeah. literally for our Patreon. I, yeah, I for our Patreon. Yep, <laughs> sign up for our Patreon. Anyways, I I put my game chair right here, which is I put it about a foot away from my TV screen, and played at one point five speed. Oof. And after watching Star Wars Episode Two at one point five speed, I realized that not only does Obi Wan Kenobi sound way sexier with a deep voice. <laughs> But I don't like Star Wars Episode 2 at 1.5 speed. No. No, that doesn't sound like my cup of tea. But so, uh, it was just, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi's British voice deep. And I was like, what? So if you don't want to watch The Mandalorian at one and a half speed, you can just watch this one episode right. and get all the information handed to you on a silver platter. Or you can go to our Patreon if you want to and then... Listen to our episode two. Well, that was for episode two. I know, two. but like, this if you don't want to watch episode two, I'm trying to plug here. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, we got a lot from Dave Filoni because we all know that he's a big Star Wars nerd, just like all of us. And he likes to talk a lot. And we love him. He has so much information. He is a living, breathing encyclopedia yeah. of Star Wars. It's very evident, especially when he's on set, that he is the one who knows the most about Star Wars there. Oh, yeah. And they've talked about that in the series. Like, if I have a question about this ship and what it does, I'm going to Dave because he knows what's up. There's actually, I feel like there's a couple things in the Star Wars universe that I would go to Dave before I would go to George. Oh, yeah, because George hasn't even, I mean, mean, he created it, but he hasn't been around in a a bit, a minute. He was... I wouldn't go to John Favreau. (laughs) No, he... (laughs) He's a producer. He would bring up a topic and hand it over to Dave and be like, Dave, you know more about this. I feel like these are my friends. I'm talking about them with their first names. Um, I feel like Dave's really just good at, like, introducing people who know more about it. He's like, this is a great topic. You mean John? I said Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not friends (laughs) with him. You are. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. But... They, there is a thing from George Lucas too. They were talking about the, like the gun. Was it a gun? Which gun? Yes. It was the gun that Mando uses. Oh, why can't I remember the scene? It's the one with like the weird forky. Yeah. And yeah. And that was from the holiday special. And they said when they were shooting that, George had come to set that day and John, they showed a clip of John turning to George. And he was like, did you see that? Like that was from the holiday special. Like we're using it. Like that's canon, right? <laughs> and George goes, I didn't make that. I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> he probably got one of his props masters have free reign because he did that with a lot of his films back then. He would give yeah. all of his teams like free reign to do what they wanted. And then most of the time he would just be like, yep, that's cool. I guess that was one of those cases where he didn't say, yep, that's cool. Yeah, they talked about that on an episode two about the weapons and how a lot of them were like refurbished and updated World War II guns yeah, from the original. Of, a lot of inspiration from World yep. War II guns. So then for so. this, for Mandalorian, they did the same thing too. They took old weapons and updated them to keep that same Star Wars feel, even though. Like, they could just 3D print new ones or something. But there was a lot of talk in this episode about how even though we have new technology to make these things smoother and cleaner and better, we still like to go back to the old ways to make them how they were made before. Because 
one of the things they talked about was like how ATATs walked or ATSTs <laughs> and they were stop motion to begin with. So when we first see them, they have that like crunchy, um, yeah, just, stagnant yeah. walk. Yeah. And now they have the technology to make that smooth, but they don't do that because that's not how we know them. So they actually took stop motion and then animated over it. So we get an awesome look, but it still has that same ATAT feel that we saw originally. So they're keeping it, keeping it the same. I have noticed that with some of the newer stuff uh, that's, that has come out of Star Wars, like in the past, like 10 years, like you can tell that there are certain aspects where they chose to keep things um, similar to the original. Yeah. Uh, and not just like when it comes to like the plot and the costumes of characters. It also goes across the spectrum when it comes to the the shooting. Uh, e- there are even some ports of Star Wars, like in uh, The Phantom Menace, that would, they already had access to like digital brand new cameras that could definitely get the job done. But for, there, there was a decent amount of shots that they intentionally used analog like old-fashioned cameras because yeah. there was something that an analog camera that could that could produce that a digital camera couldn't and george lucas knew that and so did a lot of production team and which is probably what part of the reason why george lucas lets most of his production team do what they want because they are professionals in their field and george is a professional in the field of giving everybody in the same room on the same page Exactly. Yeah. Which is why I'm not surprised that he has no idea that, that gun came from the holiday special. Because he's <laughs> like, I, I, I had like 10% to do with that thing. Yeah, that's not his territory. No. Um, yeah, that was a big theme in this episode and past episodes too. Like, Baby Yoda was almost... Baby. Sorry. Baby <laughs> was almost all animation. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about... I did look at some money yeah some of them were ugly i would not have liked big old uggos (laughs) i mean there wouldn't have been the same hype around baby if he had looked like some of those but a lot of that was about like we could put this green blob on the set and animate him after but it has more of an effect on the actors and the production if you know what it is that you're looking at and how they were saying that so many of the actors and people on set would walk up. <laughs> Matt's pulling up the concept art for baby. <laughs> that, oh, this one looks like goodness. <laughs> Some of those are bad. <laughs> this one looks. Oh. If you haven't watched that episode, please go look at it. Oh. But yeah, they were talking about how they would walk up to him and talk like he was a real living, breathing baby. It's it's a real thing. And. It's not. It's not just with Baby Yoda. I, I talked about this before when we were talking about the the 40th anniversary of Vampire Strikes Back. When you look at concept designs for different parts of Star Wars, um, like or, like the ATAT at one point had like giant tires, like you see, uh, with the Republic from the the prequels, like mm-hmm. that. Ver- that's that is a concept that came out of a concept. That's right. Just, that's so weird that. And it's so cool that Star Wars likes to recycle stuff like that. Like they recycle the blasters and all different kinds of guns and they take things and they change them just a little bit and it's something else entirely. Yeah. Like, they, a, like a Gillette women's leg razor blade <laughs> turns into a combo. Or an ice cream machine. <laughs> they That was like the first thing they talked about was in Cloud City, there is the background character running through 
And he literally was supposed to be a background character. So he was carrying a literal ice cream maker. And John Favreau brought that back and um, kind of altered the ice cream maker. But that's what it was based off of. And that's what Mando carries. To hold the best guard? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, yep. it's, they're meant to, they're just containment units. Um, right. They're, they're. I think I can't. I don't remember if they're specifically designed for carrying only certain things or if they're just right. containers. Yeah, but they were talking about how it's all like creative fan service. Like they're bringing all these things back for us in a creative way. It still fits the storyline, but it is fan service, and they like giving it to us and their fans too. And that's what makes Star Wars so special is that it's made by fans and for fans and even if you don't know that it's fan service it's still cool and creative and it fits in the universe um Filoni said something about how it's like our big brother took all the good toys and this is the stuff we're left with and like we're just gonna make it cool like IG-88 and and Blurgs um, Filoni said that Blurgs have been in every single Star Wars project he's worked on, which is just Clone Wars, Rebels, and then Favreau said, I want to have a Blurg, and Filoni was like, is this a joke? Because <laughs> <laughs> he does not, he does not like them. Um, yeah. and Ognats too, they were background characters in Empire on Cloud City. They were just kind of like workers, and now they made him into like a... They compared him to Yoda. He was like a mentor type character and he had come from being a background character, which was really cool. And Favreau's original idea was that he wouldn't speak any English. And he said they were, (laughs) your face, they were doing a (laughs) test scene with the Jawas and the Ognat and Mando. And he said they were like flipping from person to person but you don't see any human features at all you just see like a mask and a jawa and this thing and there was no english being spoken either he was the ognat was originally like talking back to the jawa but it had like a a pig voice influence it was really weird they said it was just too much and that's when they decided that it was going to speak english that's like a things. very long process just to figure out something I could have yeah. just asked me. Next and time you have that kind of problem, John, <laughs> just text me okay? Well, and the great thing about film is that everything is evolving and they're starting with one concept and it evolves to something else. And who knows that original concept that you had come up with before could become something else in the future too, which is great. And that's also a thing that I want to point out is that in the original trilogy, during the design concept, uh, phase before they had begun uh, the production aspects and like the filming, there were a lot of different like versions and species that were literally just sketched up by different kinds of like interns and stuff and parts of the production crew. And a lot of them were saved and yeah. then a lot of them were not. And now a rule that is kind of in the Star Wars universe when it comes to uh, the production is that you never throw out a concept or a design anymore yep. because as we've seen millions of times already, is that a concept can be recycled or adapted. Everything is recycled. Yeah, everything can be used. And so, like, and there's a lot of things that are reused from the original trilogy based off of stuff that was, uh, that made it into production and stuff that didn't. So, 
uh, the idea that now everything is saved. I'm like, wait a minute, what wasn't saved from the original trilogy? I kind of want to see that. They're like, well, you never can because we threw it away. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, like they used um, one of the ships was like a toy model that never actually made it into a film and it wasn't mm-hmm. really canon. But guess what? Now it's canon because they used it. Exactly. Um, yeah, like Filoni said, they're just using this universe that was created and just taking anything they can to make something new. Um, another huge highlight was the 501st. They had a whole section in this episode on the 501st. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the director, what is his name? Which one? Tai- Taika? Ta- Ta- Taiwaki? Taiwaki? I can't. Nope. What's, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, he mentioned he just said the 501st when they were talking about the big stormtrooper scene in episode eight and i literally rewound it because i was like oh did he say 501st mm-hmm. and then the next text that popped up on the screen was the 501st and i was like oh they're really about to talk to these guys so they had like taika 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 watiti we do this every single time i'm i'm sorry taika i'm sorry i know you're listening I'll... He also probably knows that we're <laughs> screwing it up. Yeah. He gets a tweet every time I say Tawaka. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. No. <laughs> um, anyways, so they had about 60 stormtroopers in this episode eight. And about, I think they said 25 or 30 were all from the 501st. They had put out like a call and they didn't know what they were coming into. They just knew they got a call from Lucasfilm. They assumed it was one of their usual events, which is usually like, a premiere or a charity event um yeah Imagine something like that, that. Call, like, uh can you come in like yeah and yeah. then you get there and then a day and it was a last like, minute here? it was a last minute thing too and they showed up and all of a sudden they were like yeah you're on the set of the mandalorian and this is something that they had just heard rumors about and suddenly they're a part of it and they have to keep their mouth shut they yeah. all sign ndas and like, oh shout out to all of these stormtroopers that kept their mouth shut and did not spoil it for us i wish that the rest of the star wars community could get on that front <laughs> anyways <laughs> oh wait wait wait, wait, wait. you know who you while are. we're talking about dissing star wars fans do you want to talk about your heart yeah let me diss disney real quick um so update you all heard may the 4th i did not get any of the three starbucks star wars mugs a few days later i got two of them i got dagobah and why am i blanking no oh no (laughs) we're not talking about i got the other two then a couple days later, James texts our group chat and he says, hey, I just got a Hoth mug on Shop Disney. So guess what? I got on. I got a Hoth mug on Shop Disney. This was weeks after May the 4th. <laughs> a couple days ago, I get an email from Shop Disney that says I'm not getting that Hoth mug. And I. They're like $60 on. No, $60 was the cheapest I saw on eBay. They're like $200 on eBay? No. Are you, um, uh, are you still looking for uh, Ahsoka ears too on there? Yeah. Didn't get those either. <laughs> how how, how, uh, how does uh, the pricing look for those right now? Still the same? I have not looked. Last time I looked, they were like up at 500 I am livid. Um, yeah. You can drink your coffee now. I don't know. I don't know. And like, we're the, we're the Hoth squadron. Mm-hmm. I live in Michigan. That is Hoth. 
Yeah, so if you have a Hoth Squadron version of... Uh, I will give you $20. That was the Disney price. Yes, I will pay for shipping. If in Um, the US. (laughs) And I'll like draw draw you a picture. If you like art, I can draw. Is this one of those situations (laughs) where you're like an art student that is using your... I'm not a student. I graduated. I have a BFA. It's like that the joke with Pam Beasley and Jim Helper in that one episode. Like... Uh, what, as an artist, you're just gonna paint a picture to pay for this bill. <laughs> yeah, but I'll give you the twenty dollars and a picture, so Take I'm that not just. Easily. I'll give you twenty five dollars plus shipping. And if a you're picture. in the U.S., if you're in like. Yeah, I'm not. Have, I'm not paying friends, thirty dollars for shipping. Listening, thank you, but no. thank you for listening. <laughs> but I can't pay for that shipping. Especially um, if we uh. We had that winner of our Boba Fett helmet that we had for that giveaway on Instagram a few weeks ago. And where was he from? He was from the UK, UK right? Yeah. Shout out, oh. UK. You rock. It was really fun sending that to you. But, but yeah. we love our fans. We do it for you guys. And we, I don't know when we're having another giveaway, but we'll have We'll have one soon. soon. So yeah. if you haven't followed our Instagram yet and have you have a chance to earn free stuff, so why don't you just Yeah. The links to all of our social media are in our description. So... It's really easy. Check us out. We got really off topic. We That's were fun. talking about the 501st. Right. Um, not dissing them. They are awesome. They are. We have a couple of like, yeah, David Colin. and Connor both in the 501st. Yeah. No. Actually, I'm sorry. They are both in the 501st, but what what legion is David a part of? I can't remember his name. Something in Texas? Yeah. Like, anyways, <laughs> he is just, he's, they're both, they, Colin and David are uh, our stormtroopers, Colin's a TK, and then yep. David's a pilot, uh, a TIE fighter pilot, yeah. I believe. That's what it was. I just know Colin very well, and it, can you imagine if Colin had walked onto the set that day, and we know he would have cried, I would have cried, you would have cried, and then you have know. to keep Honestly, that I secret. Don't... He's got a helmet on. <laughs> Well, no, I know. But then you get home that day and oh, Brooke yeah. says, hi, honey, I'm so glad you're home. What was the event today? And he has to keep his mouth shut. It was it was uh, Dave's birthday. <laughs> we gave him a birthday cake. <laughs> we gave him a birthday cake. And, and we sang happy birthday. I let him wear my helmet. And there's a baby Yoda. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, con- no, give her like no context. But right. There's, there's a baby Yoda. And she she's goes, like, what? what? And then you're like, nothing. And, and, then, then, and then just like take a drink of whatever you're drinking because you're you have to make some whiskey. <laughs> um you have to I mean I probably would drink whiskey every day until Mandalorian came out and they had to keep that secret. Keep that secret. <laughs> gotta keep that Busted secret. Busted in the seams every day. How do you keep secrets? Oh, I am drunk constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be worse for keeping secrets. We do not condone being drunk if you're trying to keep a secret. Yeah. Um I guess. But they actually they interviewed a ton of the 501st stormtroopers that were there. I did actually read a couple of them. I saw yeah. them on Facebook today. And I was like, when is this popping in Yeah, and I think, I don't know if they had every single person in the episode, but there were a lot of people. Because then they went through and a ton of the people just said their names and their TK number right. and their squadron. Which was awesome. Like, that's a huge shout out, a huge thank you. And I think that's every Star Wars fan's dream is mm-hmm. number one, to be on a show. And then, second of all, they got their face on screen. They got interviewed they without their, their helmet helmets on. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. That's really fun, really cool stuff. And I saw some uh, women stormtroopers. Yeah, did, that was one of the couple, couple of stories I read were about her. 
And then at the end, I saw, like, at the end of the article, it was talking about, like, a feud that's going on inside the Rebel Legion right now, or the 501st, and like, we all need to stay gossip. strong. And I was like, I don't know what the gossip is. I just know that it exists, <laughs> which makes me so much more upset because now I know that it exists and I can't figure out what We got to join is. now. Well, I'm working on it, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're definitely working on it. You're pretty much already there. Well, not 501, but Rebel yeah. Legion. They're kind of all the same. They're, they're friends. Yeah, they talk. Yeah. Sometimes, right? I think so. And then they all got their picture with um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. They had to get a whole cast. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, really, awesome. Maybe I should move down there. Yeah, maybe we should move to California and join the 500 stand, first. Yeah, I'll, yeah, and then be like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm here for Mandalorian season five. They're like, oh, you're one of the bandwagons. They're like, no, I really wanted no. to be the 500 first before the Mandalorian. <laughs> They're like, why didn't you just join the one in, Grin- in, in Michigan? I'd be like, oh, um. Follow my dreams. Want, I also want to uh, advance my career as an actor. Duh. Um, they actually, John said they called the 501st because they were like over budget on costumes <laughs> and they could only get a certain handful of TKs and they had to, and John Favreau was like, where did they get other ones in the past? And like the 501, like, can we call them? Can we call the 501st? So they called them. I really wonder why no one's ever thought about that, doing that before for like filming movies. Right. And it's so much cheaper. Dave Filoni was like, and we didn't have to like teach them. Like they knew how to walk like stormtroopers and act like stormtroopers. That's because they have forums. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Shout out to the 501 for being Rapping. awesome for and Rapping. giving us an awesome episode eight of Mandalorian. Yeah. But also thank you for having sh- terrible aim. Because <laughs> you know anything. Thank you for that. not killing Mando. Or baby. We re- and baby. We really wanted season two. Um, yeah. Another cool thing did you notice that Dave Filoni was in Mandalorian? I know he is, but I haven't. He was one of the X-Wing pilots in Chapter 6. Oh, the ones that blew up the that that station where he did that heist with those people? Yeah. Yeah. So it was him. He was one. Um, Deborah Chow was one. She was one of the directors. I really need to go back and watch that. And Rick, I can't remember his last name, who was another director. And... Go back, go back. Rick. Famoiwa. He's from South Africa. The South African um, director. Yes, he's awesome. I really enjoy listening to him talk. So, (laughs) yes. John Favreau started this out kind of as a joke. And then the day of filming came. And Dave Filoni and Deborah Chow and Rick all were like, they were like texting each other. Like, we don't want to do it. And then Rick and Dave said, like, we're going to do it. And... (laughs) Deb was like mad at them because she didn't want to do it. Yeah. And um, Favreau was like, Filoni, I'm never going to let you live this down if you back out now. Like, you have to do this. You have to do this. So he did it. And the X-Wing that they shot in is the X-Wing in Galaxy's Edge in Orlando. That's the one they use for filming? Yeah. Because they needed the cockpit of an X-Wing and there was none in Southern California. And they found this one that was about to be shipped out to Galaxy's Edge. And so they got to use it. So instead of just the cockpit, they were in the entire plane, which was a really cool experience. I gotta find someone and pay the money to let me inside that cockpit. Right? Like, like now we know it fits a real person. Like, we can get in there. We just have to figure out how. One of these guys may have been in it. They were all in it. Oh, they all use the same one? They all use the same one. Obviously makes more sense. 
Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was like four or five. <laughs> no. That makes a lot of sense that they only needed one because it's filming. And yeah. Director. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Like, I've seen that in person, and Dave Filoni sat in that. So I'm like one click again, away from Dave Filoni. Yeah, but David also walked on the same ground that you did because he was a galaxy's edge. Everyone so. walks on the ground, okay. though. But everyone also looks at the X-Wing, though. Not everyone sits in it. Are you going to sit in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, can I sit in it, too? No. Why? I don't know. Oh. Um. That sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't sit in it. I think that was all about the X-Wing. Yeah. They talked a little bit about the Darksaber, too, which I thought was interesting. They kind of gave a little bit more background. Yeah, not a lot of people knew where that came from. They're like, what is that weird looking thing? I'm like, get out. You know where that comes from. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you tell the people? Well, if you really want me to. Okay, so if you have seen Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, uh, especially uh, when they uh, talk about Death Watch, which is a kind of not exactly... A terror, I'd say an extremist group that came out of Mandalore. Mandalore would definitely call them a terrorist group, Death Squad, but whatever. Or, anyways, um, in that group, there was um, an individual of the Mandalorian government who I can't remember his name right now. Do you remember his name? The one that John Favreau plays. No, it's what plays this is a hard. Okay, anyways, uh, what's his name? Death Watch Dollars. Okay, I was gonna look that up. Wikipedia. I love Wikipedia. It's great. Never lets me down. Shout out. So Death Watch, it came from Mandalore. Um Pre Vizsla, that's what it was. Pre Vizsla he was the first one who actually stole the blade. I cannot remember who stole it from. The Jedi Temple. Which one though? Because there's The Jedi Temple. Is it from that one? I don't know. I just they showed the clip. He said the Jedi Temple. Or your Jedi Temple. I don't know. I don't think he stole it from the one on Coruscant. We're doing really bad at our job right now. It's fine. I wasn't prepared to go into depth about this. Anyways. Just give us the brief. So, it Vizsla had it. It was taken from him by... Um, uh, what's her name? Okay. I don't, I don't need this much history. So, uh, the, the Duchess Satine of Mandalore, her sister who was actually a radicalist um, from Mandalore who was still on the side of like war and stuff like that, but the peaceful, I guess, side of it. Um, she acquired the blade from Pre Vizsla, and it stayed with her until you get to Star Wars Rebels, which takes place after, after episode three, before episode four, which is A New Hope. And then from there, it is... Uh, taken from her. We haven't really figured out how it was taken from her. We just know it was because it ends up in the hands of um, what's his name? From Mandalorian. From Mandalorian. Why am I not going with names today? It's late. I mean, not really, but whatever. I'm just bad at names in general. Uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, Moff Gideon. Moff. Acqu- I don't know how Moff Gideon acquires it. So maybe the, we'll get some background because that was kind of a cliffhanger it just showed up at the end when like the very last shot the black yeah, saber dark exactly. saber That's shows up cutting out of his little tie fighter. yeah so i think he that might be a big plot for the next season do we think um yeah we're definitely gonna find out where 
well, he acquired it and how. Um, he definitely got it from what's her name? The girl from Star Wars Rebels. I'm looking at it right now. I still can't. Who? That's the. Um, she's from Mandalore. She's the words the Mandalorian armor and Rebels. Have you seen Sabine? Her? Yeah, Sabine Wren. Yeah. She takes it. Seek so, Rebels. Okay. Some people have it, okay? <laughs> okay. Like, I still haven't seen Wise of the Resistance, that that animated series. I'll get around to it. I've heard some good stuff. There's a camera. new show on Star Wars YouTube, Star Wars Kids YouTube. Um, it's a kids competition. We keep going off track today. Thank you for following us. Um, <laughs> it's hosted by the guy that played Jar Jar Binks. Um... I just we were talking about this guy. These are like anti name drops. And that his name is uh something Ahmed Ahmed Best. No. His, his last name is Best. Okay. Anyways, it's hosted by that guy. It's really cute. I watched the first episode, but it reminds me of that show on Nickelodeon growing up, like called Legends of the Hidden Temple, where it was like a game show and yeah, so it was like a game show, and you said this is a this new show, TV show. Yeah, they it's like kids, and they have to do all the different challenges that make a Jedi like strength and mind. It's like a live action TV show, like real children. Like yeah, it's a real competition, hmm. and they have to do all these different challenges. But it's really cute. Do they have like Jedi powers? Or- no, they're real kids. I mean, this is, there's no point watching it. I don't, I don't know where they found these kids. They're really cute, things. and. Yeah, they cute. Okay, well, if baby ain't on there, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> if baby ain't on if there, baby and not not there using, and I'm not going. If they're not force wheelers and baby ain't there, why is it? What's here? the point? Yeah, I can just go watch like a Nickelodeon game show. I don't know. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so basically, the dark saber came from Mandalore. Death Watch previously had it, then Sabine Wren, and then Moff Gideon had it. Ah. And Sabine is Sabine and Ahsoka are rumored to be in the next season. So are we going to see how the dark saber maybe went maybe, from yeah, we person to person? Like we do, because when at the beginning before season one came out, me and Colin had this theory that we we're going to see separate destroys, and we did. But we saw them through a flashback. So what if we ah. see Sabine and Ahsoka through a flashback? Which is oh, very so do you possible. think so they're we'll not see. actually going to be there? I don't think they're. I don't. Here's. I don't think we they're don't. actually going to be there. <gasps> I think they're gonna show up in a flashback, just like just like it happened with the the droids. Because I got if, really excited when I saw a super battle droid on the preview trailers for the Mandalorian season one, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's gonna be like an episode that takes place right in like <laughs> like that era is gonna be so awesome." And then it turns out it was just a flashback from when the Mandalorian was a child. So I think that Ahsoka and Sabine may or may not show up in a flashback, which shows us the origins of how Moff Gideon acquired the blade. Yeah, I feel I, like I, I just I'm had wrong. a revelation. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I hope you're wrong because if I don't have a scene of Ahsoka like holding baby or <laughs> training baby, think- Ahsoka <laughs> needs to train baby. I don't know. I don't know if she'll be there. I want her to be there. I, I want really do, her. But I've already been disappointed by the Mandalorian in the first season. Not disappointed, but I was let down when I saw that. Just let down by that one thing. That though. one thing. Everything else is amazing. When when is this season two set to come out? I'm guessing they're gonna do a gallery for season two as well, which um, is awesome. Mandalorian. Huh. 
No, why not? Season one, season two. Season two, right? Mandalorian season two. No, season three. Did you not see season two? No, season two already came out. Didn't you already ask me? Stupid. So when are we? I just want to know oh when we're goodness. getting when some okay. information, some previews. Exactly. Uh, when will we arrive? When will you arrive? It says November. No. What is begun production no back in here. November 2019? They've already wrapped. I need answers. They've already wrapped for season two. It says, so it looks like the set. Or it's set to be released in October 2020. October 2020, right, which it could be delayed because of COVID-19. Right. But it does say that they're already in the production of Mandalorian Season 3. Right. So I don't see why they would need to delay Season 2's release if it's already been made. But it might not be finished. That's the only thing. There's a lot of editing. Well, they could have started filming, but they're still editing season two. Okay. Well, according to this, it says that it's still set for release in 2020. What date was this article, though? That's a good question. I don't know. It's already June. When are we getting June, July, August, September, October? That's four months away. This was like today. No, this says this, this was last this month. Art, no, this says this article is from last month. So yeah, I don't know. So we're four months away from season two, and we don't really have any information confirmed. Right. Which is sad. So it's come out at the end of the year. Right. But it would be really great if it came out at the same time as Star Wars Squadrons because that'd be a really pop in time because that's yeah. supposed to set to come out the first week of October. Um. Do you think that maybe they were waiting for Celebration to release some things in August yeah, for Mandalorian I, Season 2? I have no idea if they're going to do any more merch drop in terms of... Well, no, I'm just saying release like a trailer. Oh. Maybe they were waiting for Celebration. So maybe we'll get something sooner now since Celebration's canceled. Yeah, because they do a lot do a lot of like trailer reveals at right. Celebration. Right, and so panels. Yep, so maybe so we'll get... It is Disney Plus that it would be released on so but they have complete control over how they want to release it i'm sorry i got distracted by noodle literally chasing her tail <laughs> <laughs> okay that's my cat noodle she's great yes Anyways, so uh it's had to come out in october of this year it could come out later it could come out earlier based off of covid and celebration stuff but there's no definite answer yet it says season two's finished and they're already actually started on season three but and that could have season three could be delayed now too. Exactly because if they're in the middle of production, and I know at one point all production for all films and TV shows was halted for like a couple of months. Right. So I I can only imagine that season three has been decently impacted by that. But again, I don't know because there's no information for that. We got our man Dave Filoni working his booty off for us. To get it out on time, I'm sure. He yeah. is a hero for us all. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, something else they had talked about was how it's Star Wars fans that make this show too. And they feel like they're like an after school club coming up with ideas for this thing that they're a fan of. And they're just like making episodes for their YouTube channel. That sounds like one of the best jobs in the world. Right? Work for, like, Lucasfilm or Disney working on the series. And I think seeing that too 
gives the Star Wars fan and all of us a little hope that maybe one day we'll be able to be involved in some capacity, whether it's a book or a film or a TV show or anything at all that will be able to have a hand in the fate of the Star Wars universe. It's always been a dream line to get my face on a Star Wars screen, so oh, yeah, one day I can get that. Even I would love to be a concept artist and just have have Dave Filoni in one ear and John Favreau in the other and them just telling me their visions and then I get to draw them or try to draw them. <laughs> That's what I want to do well, in my you life. You probably would have come up with like six or seven concepts. And then oh, like, yeah. Like, and then my hand like would fall off. Yeah. And then they'd like all five of them and they'd be like, oh, I didn't have to make 70 of these. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I feel like... like That's how it is the... for anything, though. It You don't want to get stuck on your first idea hmm. because it's only going to get better the more it grows and you get kind of cursed if you stick to your first idea and think that nothing can be better than that i don't know have you seen have you seen some of the first concept designs for a lot of star wars stuff some of them are hilarious like we were looking at the baby yoda concepts <laughs> and they are amazingly funny and it's, it's not just with characters like there's like different vehicles and like funny looking ships and yeah names and it's just all kinds of weird concepts that lead to great things which we obviously see are the ones that make it on screen but if you i feel like if you stop early on something you might end up with the conehead version of baby yoda and no one wants that <laughs> we don't want that we want our baby cute yeah we want the baby partially animated partially puppetry which is what we got they did you watch that episode of that had a lot of the baby yoda stuff i didn't i've not watched i mean i watched snippets of it but i haven't watched the episode itself they like they had close-ups of the baby on set and it looks like a real creature they have so many different people controlling it there's the guy controlling like his arms standing behind him like a puppet there's um someone controlling his eyes and his head i think and someone controlling his ears three or four puppeteers yeah there's like a backup one that kind of steps in when needed and does other stuff too but and they talked about too how they'll never animate the baby to do something that he can't do as a puppet right that's cheating right yeah and it controls his character and makes it that much more believable but he can eat a frog, we found out. Yes. So that's fine. He can eat a frog and he can sip his broth. His broth. Broth. He can sip his broth and he's a frog. <laughs> I don't know where I did that. It's fine. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered the all the books. We've covered Star Wars uh, uh, stuff. We've covered Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say Squadron and then my mouth said stuff. <laughs> so it's fine. We. What else do we need to talk about? Is there anything else I, going on in the world? I think we hit everything that we, we had planned, yeah. And then a little bit we didn't, which we always do. It's yeah, fun. it happens. Every day, we hustle them. Well, I think that just about covers it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. Uh, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our different social media platforms. Um, if you don't know how to get to those, go to our Instagram, and then you can find links to all of the rest of them in our bio. Um and hit up our patreon because we have a lot of exclusive stuff that we only post there such as our in-depth reviews of the original trilogy and then the prequels and then we have a lot of uh bonus content that we only put on there that you'll you may never see and sometimes and we have ad-free versions of all our podcasts and you get early access to them as well yeah so definitely hit up our patreon 
We or, love you if you are a Patreon. We love you. We thank you. We also love you if you're not. But be a Patreon. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. That does it. Anything else you want to say? Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Always. Always.